0: Hi guys. Welcome back to the show. It's just me here today. It's finally my turn to do my solo app. I feel like Asho has done about two or three solo apps now and this is my first one and she warned me. She was like, you're going to feel so awkward. And I do feel so awkward in a studio by myself. Like I have so much respect to people who do podcasts on their own and just chat for 30 minutes by themselves. But then again, I said to her, I was like, I'll be fine doing it because I've done YouTube since I was literally 15. And that is just me talking to a camera the whole time. So we'll be fine. But I've had the most chaotic day and the most chaotic past week, I would say, maybe longer. I'm also sick now. I've been sleeping every night, like a crazy person with air con blasting on me and a fan on. And I've now, I'm now paying the price for it because I'm, as you can hear, I'm a bit like blocked up. So that's great. I knew that everything would catch up on me. I was shocked. I didn't get sick after landing here from London, to be honest, but I've just been having my Armour Force and you know what? Something as well. They don't have Armour Force stocked in London. So when I leave Australia, I feel like I'm obviously going to get, you know, some Vegemite, some classic snacks that I would get, but I'm literally going to get like seven bottles of Armour Force because that that is the most prized possession I think I have in my cabinet. Like that stuff saves my life. And if you don't know what it is, it's just, <laughs> it sounds so lame to be excited about this, but it's literally just a vitamin that helps you not get sick. And I swear by it. We're going to jump straight in. This is such an overdue episode. I had mentioned when I was recording with Ash on the Gold Coast that I was going to have my solo episode out a lot sooner because we were going to talk a lot about anxiety. Um, but I had recording issues. I was supposed to record it at home and I am just not tech savvy. <laughs> so I'm in this studio now and we're going to go through it. So it's kind of a follow-up episode from, if you guys remember, if you listened, I think maybe it was two episodes ago or three now, where Ash and I had a bit of a catch up and we just spoke about our time in Australia so far. And I spoke about how I went to a health retreat um, because my anxiety had started getting really, really bad and I was just feeling super overwhelmed. And I guess I briefly touched on that because that's I've never done something like that before. Um, so I thought I would go into depth a little bit more about the health retreat firstly. And then secondly, I thought it's really crazy. I talk a lot about anxiety and anxiety awareness, but I've never done an episode, I feel, where I've actually like broken down some tips for you guys and how you can kind of navigate your anxiety and how I navigate it and everything and just some updates on myself and other bits and pieces because everyone's been asking for lots of updates about the ADHD stuff and the anxiety stuff. Like, I just sound like, <laughs> I sound like a spiraling mess right now. I feel like I am a little bit, but you kind of got to fall into pieces, I think, to learn and then figure out ways to um, add things to your toolkit to grow out of them. So let's see, where should we begin? Oh, we'll start with the mantra of the week because I know if I forget to do it, Ashton will murder me. So this is this week's mantra of the week and it's it's going to get so good, you'll forget it was ever bad. I was watching um, Boy Swallows Universe. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. It's an Aussie show and it's based out of Brisbane. So it was really funny watching it because I was like, I know these random areas and these random names of places and they kept kind of repeating this throughout the show and I loved it because I think I did, or did I use that mantra for another episode? I can't remember. I'm so sorry if I just repeated a mantra. I think I already used that one with one of the episodes with Ashton, but fuck it, it's here again because it's true. And I love this mantra. And I think I already explained in the last one that it's just such a good one because when you feel really, really good, you always forget that you ever felt super shit at one point. Like you're When you feel so good, you forget that last week you were dealing with like a million horrible things and the same goes when you feel really shit. You forget that things are ever going to get good again. So I love that. It just reminds you that there's always a way out of something and like you'll eventually forget that this feeling ever was a thing and everything is so transient and everything is always changing and that goes for your feelings and emotions. So... I love that one. Let's jump into talking about the health retreat that I went on. So let's wind it back to actually before I left London um, in December. I was really burnt out. I kept thinking I was having like crazy health issues because I I constantly felt like I was going to faint and I still don't really know what was going on. I might've been a bit iron deficient or I'm not sure, but my vision was constantly blurry, constantly felt like I was going to faint. And I was like, just very overwhelmed all the time because I genuinely felt very unsafe in my body. I didn't know what was going on. Um, So I went to the doctors a bit and like kind of chatted with them. But I find the health system, honestly, in London so hard to navigate. So I kind of gave up on getting my tests done. And I was like, I'm going to wait till I get back to Oz to sort everything out. And then from that, I think it really triggered quite a lot of PTSD for me because My anxiety started a few years ago after I had a really bad concussion and the symptoms that follow a concussion is often like dizzy, blurry vision. You feel like you're going to faint like and it triggers all of these feelings of the concussion essentially. So I was having fucking horrible anxiety about that, which I've had for years that comes in waves, but this one was staying around. And when my anxiety hits me, it gets like I get it very physically, like in in my chest, very tight, can't breathe. Like my brain's very scattered and I feel very overwhelmed and that it'll either stay for like a few hours or like a few weeks. (laughs) This one has stayed, this round has stayed for like two months so far and I've had little moments of feeling better, but then it kind of comes back and I'm figuring out now ways to really try and handle it. But essentially when I got to Australia, I naively thought, everything's just going to be fine when I get home. Just, I just need to get home and everything's going to be fine. But if anything, I think it escalated more the minute I got home because I was like, I had this space and time over Christmas and New Year's to stop for a minute and just slow down. And I think that when you stop running from things, that like anxiety is your body literally warning you, saying like, I need you to stop for a minute because we're like burning out. So I think that when I got home, everything started really piling up on me and everything that I had run away from throughout the year that was so emotionally hard for me like it truly caught up. I was at home we did like I was having still a really good time with family and being by the beach and it was so nice and every day I was just like (laughs) rereading every self-help book that I have rereading The Power of Now like I was like so desperate to feel better and I just couldn't understand why all of this was coming up And then one day I sat down and I was like, okay, you need to stop saying you don't understand why this is going on because we do fucking know why this is going on. And I wrote myself a list of everything I did in 2023, like everywhere I traveled month by month, I backtracked to figure out how much time I actually had for downtime, for me time, for alone time, for quiet time. And I was like astonished at how much I've moved around in 2023. And I do every fucking year. I do this to myself and I wonder why I'm so overwhelmed. I traveled so much back to back and had no time to really process hard feelings or hard things I was going through. And even moments where I would just constantly be with friends and never on my own or getting proper assistance or therapy help for the things that I was going through. And so once I came to the realization that I had no alone time in the year of 2023, I had no like slow periods. It was just all chaotic. My brain had gotten to a point where I felt like I needed just to get away. I didn't want to be around anyone. I needed deep solitude. And so I said to my mom, hey, like I genuinely am like dead seriously. I'm not okay. Like I'm not good. I really need help. And I need like, my brain is not working at this point. I need someone to step in and just tell me what the fuck I need to do right now because I'm, I'm freaking out, like kept disassociating really badly and just going in these crazy mental spirals. And the physical anxiety was so bad that I was just in so much discomfort. And so I started like, I was like being extreme I was like, I need to go to a mental hospital. Like they need to put me away for like a month. I need to just be on my own. There's too many people. There's too much going on. And so so my mom was like, I don't know if you're like at that point, but we can definitely look into it. And I was like, no, I am. I need to go. And so we looked into some places and I was actually amazed to see there's so many like kind of, I think they're more rehab clinics though. Like I was looking at places we were asking about pricing and then these like private, like in the hills and these gorgeous places, like houses where you go for like three weeks to a month, but they were like (laughs) $60,000. And I was like, okay, that's rehab. I do not need to go there. I was like, I just, when I meditated on it, I was like at the core of it, I just need some solitude and maybe a little bit of therapy and someone that can help me with practical tools to help the anxiety. And so, my friend said, oh, have you heard of this health retreat called Eden? It's in the Currumbin Valley. And I was like, oh my God, yes, I know Eden because I used to always go to the rock pools that was near it. And um, so I looked into it and my manager, Camille, she goes once a year and she loved it and says it's like quite amazing. And like, I know the area. So I was like, and it's just a one week thing. Like you could do four days a week or 10 days. And I was like, I'm going to go by myself for a week. So I was really nervous going because obviously i been having this like (laughs) chronic panic anxiety. And I was like, why am I going away by myself? Like when I possibly need support around me. But I thought, if anything, I just need to get clear and hear my own head and voice and just be away from technology, Instagram, internet, like no work, nothing, just fucking lay in a field of grass and (laughs) swim in a pond and rock pool. And hopefully, I think I was praying for a spiritual ascension. <laughs> like, honestly, I was like, am I going to have my spiritual awakening here? Because I fucking need it right now. And so I went and it was very nerve wracking. I I love being on my own, but it's not my preferred method of how I spend my time. I love being around people and normally how I get better when I'm sad is around people. But I went and I was kind of one of the only, like, there was only one other person there that was by themselves. Everyone was in, like, a best friend or, like, with a partner um, or, like, a mom. And it was just, like, me and I was, like, <laughs> the youngest one there. Just, like, I'm just here by myself for a week. Everyone's, like, oh, sweetie, what's wrong with you? Um, but, yeah, it was great and it was amazing and I had a lot of time to reflect and I did a lot of journaling and... I tried to kind of unravel a lot about what anxiety is and why it comes up for some of us so much and so persistently. And, okay, look, I wish I had like the secret answers as to why these things happen. I don't, but I do want to tell you guys some of my learnings because I read a fucking lot of books when I was there. I asked a lot of questions to some of the people I was speaking to And just through some of my journaling, I feel like I came to establish a few really good things. So the first thing that I was practicing every single day that I have been told about so much over the years, but I never believed it because it never worked for me when I just tried it once, and that's breathing. Obviously, that's like like the biggest thing for anxiety because if you're like me and you get that tight chest feeling or you... You're getting physical symptoms. Your breath controls so much of your body and can really calm you down a lot, but you have to practice it and you need to know the right techniques to do. So one that I have been practicing still every day since Eden, well, most days I try and practice it, um, that helped me a lot was you essentially breathe in for four seconds and then you hold for four seconds and then you breathe out for six. So to kind of calm down your nervous system, You're wanting to have your exhales to be longer than your inhales. So it's like breathe in for one, two, three, four, hold one, two, three, four, and out for six, five, four, three, two, one. And then you repeat that cycle and you could do that for however long it takes just to soothe yourself down. That helped me so much and I couldn't believe it because I was such a hater with the breathing stuff. I was like, this fucking doesn't work for me. I'm panicking. My chest is tired. It's not going to help. It does help. Also, if you do another one is you breathe in like all the way in and then you go, you take an extra like sip of air and then you do a massive exhale out. That one also helps a lot. So there are two breathing exercises that I have been practicing that every book I read. Every practical tip someone could give me was a lot to do with breathing just to first and foremost, get your nervous system to calm down, feel safe and trust you. Okay. The next thing that was so, I don't know, a penny drop moment for me. I had a session at Eden with one of the like counselors there We just had a big chat for about an hour and a half about what's been going on and told her all my worldly issues. And we spoke about the anxious thing and I kept saying to her, you know, I'm just such an anxious person. I'm just such an anxious person. Yeah, I'm this, this, this. And she goes, the more you keep labeling yourself as this anxious person, you're going to stay stuck in that as your like identity, like you're identifying yourself as this one thing and it's so weird because when i actually like dig into the core of who cardia is like i'm actually not a fucking anxious person i'm super confident i'm super like chilled i'm pretty easy going with things but this anxiety like i experience anxiety but i need to stop saying i am an anxious person cuz i'm telling like your words are so impactful on your body it's like you know how they say Speak positively to yourself when you look in the mirror. It's the same thing. Labeling yourself as this is going to keep you stuck in this. Like, or I'm so sad. I'm so depressed. I'm so, you know, it's just lack, lack, lack. Like you want to be telling your body and yourself positive things so it fuels you more. So I, she gave me some phrases that can help you reword how you speak about the anxiety to yourself. Um, So say you're speaking to someone instead of being like, I'm such an anxious person. You can say at the moment, I am experiencing anxiety or um, at the moment, I am getting a really tight chest. That happens when I'm experiencing anxiety. You know, just rephrasing it to at the moment because you want your body and brain to know that this is going to pass. This is going to go in a minute. Like this is not a forever thing. This is not an I am because I am is such a big statement. You want to be focusing on I am safe and this is what I counteract my I am's with. My mum always text me these massive paragraphs when I text them. Like, I'm anxious, which she gets them a lot. She sends me these. I'll get it up. She says, I am strong. I am powerful. My mind and my thought, oh, my mind is not my thoughts. I'm confident. I can do anything that I set my mind to. I love going to new places. I love experiencing new things. I am blessed. I'm loved. And like, it really is just reminding yourself of all of those things. I am, I'm guided. I'm protected. And all of that stuff. Because when anxiety comes up, our body, essentially, I think most of us know what anxiety is, is when your body goes into fight or flight, it's like caveman days where you have to protect yourself from a threat. And I feel like our modern world, <laughs> even though we're quite safe a lot of the time for most of us, the overstimulation we have to experience is humanly, I think, not what we were born to obviously be Experiencing all the time, the fast pace, the technology, the, the pressure to succeed, the pressure to fucking be perfect in every way. And I don't know, there's a lot of pressure. And I feel like even if I'm just chilling and I feel like I'm not under that much of a pump, I'm like, why am I so overwhelmed? And I'm like, cause just the world in a set, in a, in itself is overwhelming and we are energetic beings, beings. Everything is energy. If there's shit going on, like, and the the human consciousness levels that like we're getting at woo woo now, but if everyone is is in a heightened level of stress, like you're going to feel that in some way, shape, or form. It's like why people say new moons, full moons, all that impacts you because we're also fucking 90 percent water, and the moon controls the tides and all that shit, which is water. So, anyways, my brain's lapsing right now. Um, but you get what I'm on. I've already said that in like five million podcasts before. We know that I believe in astrology and spirituality and the moon. So. <laughs> okay. My next tip is once we've done the, at the moment I am, we're going to then bring it back to focusing on the positive. Like instead of being like, and this is my worst thing that I do, I go, I'm stuck in this. The minute I feel anxious again, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be like this forever. It's never going to leave. Like I am just this now. And this counselor said to me, but what about anticipating that? actually tomorrow you have the best day of your life or something amazing could actually happen literally in 20 minutes from now. Why are we forgetting that everything can change like that, like in in a split second or in, you know, a few hours or in a few days, things can drastically change. And you don't, you don't even know what's ahead of you. So it's like, instead of anticipating like dread and doom, like try and switch your brain to be, open to attracting an abundance of positivity and good things. My mom always says, your thoughts have wings, so speak good things. I love that I always refer to my mom in every podcast or just when I'm talking to people in general life. I'm like, my mother is my Bible. (laughs) Um, Oh, here, I've literally got a quote under this note. Um, Your thoughts create your entire future, so change the way you think to change your life. And also, (laughs) Ashton was so proud when she saw my notes from this Episode like I went deep in this. Guys, know me. I never write notes. I just kind of you know wing it. But here we are. So they're the things that I kind of learned as just like easy little tools for like when I was at Eden of new things that I hadn't ever like had in my toolbox before. They, They probably sound like the smallest little things because I did all of the really big things like years ago when I first had my like first anxiety attack, first panic attack, and I was in that state for quite a while. I think everyone, no matter if you're if it's anxiety you're experiencing or um, insomnia or depression or just hormonal issues or ups and downs, or you just feel a little bit off. This is something that I do not fucking know why normal doctors don't talk about more because it's so important. And you can find so many answers about what is going on with you through a lot of these things. So when I first had my concussion, I had no assistance. No, I went to so many doctors and said, honestly, I had this concussion and I woke up the next day, like a completely fucking different person, like something's going on. And I had an MRI, MRI head scan and they were like, no, your your head is fine. And I'm thinking, well, it's fucking not. It's my brain that's all scrambled. And they obviously don't scan your brain. And I went to so many doctors and I, I got so fed up that I finally got referred to um, a nutritionist who we've actually had on the podcast, Elise, which there's an episode with her in there. I can find it and link it somehow (laughs) or I'll put in a little thing what it is, Um, who talks a lot about your gut health and your gut is your second brain and it it holds a lot of answers for like why we feel certain things. So when I met her, I (laughs) was a fucking mess. I was... So deeply lost and anxious, and I had never experienced anxiety before. So I didn't know what this foreign feeling was. I could not comprehend what was going on with me. I genuinely thought I was like dying or losing my mind. I couldn't tell which one half of the time. And she reassured me, she's like, You're just, you're extremely burnt out. It sounds like your cortisol levels are so through the roof, and we just need to like bring your body out of this fight or flight state. So <clears throat> what she helped me do was we did a bunch of tests, like not just your normal GP blood test. because let me tell you, half the time your levels could be so low. They're looking for just like a safe range. They're not really going deeply into like, it's actually way on the lower range or it's way too high. They're just checking that it's like, okay, because they don't, I'm not shit talking normal doctors, just, you know, some general GPs don't have as much of a holistic approach and they kind of miss out, certain things. So you want to do a proper blood test and get your naturopath to check them and properly go through your levels. And they'll tell you specific ones that you should also maybe test like your thyroid or, you know, different, different things. I'm not going to act like I know all of them. <laughs> I'm just like retaining the information from years of like doing sessions with Elise. They'll do a microbiome test. So you'll probably have to do a poo test, which is possibly one of disgusting things I've ever had to do. I don't want to go into what you have to do for that, but it is what it sounds like. You, you send your poo in a male slip and it's <laughs> it's a bit fucked, but that will tell you so much about what's going on. I can't remember if it's the blood test or the, the poo test that um, tells you your intolerances, but finding out your intolerances and all of that can help too. So doing proper testing with a great naturopath can help you see what your body's doing, your hormones are doing so that you can get on the right supplements, to try and help level out some things because you might be so fucking deficient in something or so allergic and intolerant to a food that's causing your body to like inflame itself that it's freaking out. So when I did mine, I discovered I was intolerant to gluten like a lot of people, dairy. I weirdly couldn't, I was intolerant to egg whites, which now i still eat eggs I should probably do another intolerance test because they can change but a lot of random things came back that I cut all of them out um, so that's one thing that I highly recommend you guys find and like a good nutritionist if you have the funds to do so like it is really life changing because you can obviously try and self-diagnose but I wouldn't recommend it because you need the proper fucking testing before you go buying a bunch of supplements and random things that people say is good for you to do just get it properly checked um, the biggest one and everyone's going to hate me for this because I remember when I was told this, I was like, no, surely not. And I kind of knew this and this is like a no brainer. But if you are an anxious, per- sorry, if you are experiencing, <laughs> there we go, anxiety or these ups and down moods or anything kind of like that, don't put fuel on the fire and drink five fucking coffees a day caffeine is your enemy. when You're feeling anxious when your body's in fight or flight. It does not need to be like revved with a firecracker up the ass to, um, you know, get things moving even faster. I quit coffee, well, honestly, completely because I was so not well. Um, at the time a few years ago, I quit it completely and I still to this day don't drink coffee. It would literally make me have a panic attack probably. That's how sensitive my body is to caffeine now. Um, I stopped drinking green tea. I went full cold turkey at the start when I was like chronically really bad. And that, I think, genuinely changed my life. I will never, ever drink coffee again. Um, the withdrawal symptoms I experienced when I quit coffee was cracked out. I was like, this is a drug. The fact that this is so bad when I'm like coming off it, like this can't be good for me. So I quit coffee and... Um, you will be blown away once you get past that like one week of initial headaches and like pain. Like, guys, I just drank decaf. Like, it still tastes the fucking same. It's delicious but you're not going to have the shitty side effects from it. And what you will learn and what I learned from quitting coffee was that I woke up in the morning so energized. Like I had never had this much energy in my life. I was pinging off the walls. I'm already a really like energetic morning person, but I had become very reliant on coffee to help me wake up properly and like get my day going. Um, It was a toxic relationship. So once I quit it, I was completely blown away by how much energy I had. And now obviously a few years down the track, I drink matcha now. So it's a much more slow releasing caffeine. It doesn't give me that spike and crash. If I am feeling really anxious, I will not drink it though, because it is still caffeine and I'm so sensitive that a matcha will absolutely get me going. Like I will be revving if I have a strong matcha. So I need to be careful with that and I'll just listen to my body. And I know on days where I'm feeling a little bit, I'm a bit iffy, When I have a matcha, it sends me. I'm like, no, I shouldn't have done that. And I should have listened to myself. So matcha is a great alternative. Once you're down the track a little bit more further from your anxiety and you feel like you're handling it a bit better. Um, But also just tea. Like I love peppermint tea, herbal tea. There's a bunch of like other good things that you can drink that's not coffee. And obviously don't, they don't go near like energy drinks and all that stuff. Like, there's caffeine in a lot of things, like soft drinks and all of that. So, try and reduce that. And then, obviously just some really like no other no brainers. Reducing screen time can help a lot because I think anxiety can also breed a lot from comparison. Like what are other people up to in their life? What am I not doing? It's this lack of like, I'm so anxious about the future. What do I have to do? What do I have to achieve? Like getting off your phone and just being present by reading self-help books, et cetera, can help so much. My favorite book that helped me a lot was The Power of Now, which I've spoken about a lot by Eckhart Tolle. It's an incredible book. You have to be in that, in the right mindset to like really take it in. But it obviously talks a lot about the present moment and how to really bring yourself back into the present moment, which is key when you're experiencing anxiety. Um, alone time, obviously sitting, processing, feeling the feelings you want to feel. But also sometimes if you're someone that is more avoidant slash isolating vibes, I wouldn't say it's the best thing if you're feeling very hollow and freaked out, having a support around you, having a network around you is so vital. And for me, I wouldn't have been able to have gotten through a lot of my really hard, anxious times without people literally there like (laughs) encouraging me through and reassuring me, it's okay. You're going to be okay. You are safe. Like we're here for you. And it does make all the difference. You do not have to go through it on your own. And it can be such a scary thing to open up to people about because you feel sometimes I'm a burden or I feel weak for having this. And I definitely relate to the I'm a burden thing because I've suffered with my anxiety on and off now and experienced it for years. And I, you know, had never previously, and I'd never understood when people spoke about it. So now that I go through it, I'm like, oh, I just feel really bad. This is still going on. But the people that love you, they love you. They don't fucking care about your anxiety. They just want to make sure you're okay. So don't ever feel ashamed to talk to them. Most of the time, they just want you to feel better. If you're not comfortable talking to friends and family and whatever, I, therapy, obviously, duh, is a great thing, which I'm going to say something that's so, like, bizarre, and you guys will probably what the fuck? I only recently just got a therapist, (laughs) which is so nuts. Like, I've now properly have a proper therapist I have weekly sessions with who I really vibe with. Not to deter you, but it took me that long. Like, it took me years to properly find someone that I was like, I can just talk to you and you're actually helping me. I tried lots of different healing modalities, (laughs) hypnotist. Um, A feelings coach, I had had a therapist a few years ago, like it's more of a spiritual therapist, but honestly like nothing really helped me. I never felt quite understood and also I would always outsmart them because I'm so hyper aware of myself and my emotions. I'd kind of like therapy myself out of it and I'd feel fine, but then it would the issues kept reoccurring, coming back. So a proper therapist, um, they know a lot and getting the right one is – really, really, really good. Um, And they have different tools they can help you with. Like yesterday in my session, I said to her, I'm feeling so fucking overwhelmed. The anxiety is just doing its thing and I'm feeling very lost. And she goes, okay, we could sit here going in circles talking about how you're feeling, or we could do some tapping, which is something that I've never done before, like a different method to help bring you out of it and see what else comes up. And so we did that. So They obviously study and they're qualified for a reason. So yeah, getting a good therapist is really key. And yeah, I think that's most of my anxiety tips. I know I'll probably like leave here and have like think about things I've left out, but I don't have long enough. And this is such a big topic that I feel like I would love to get someone on properly to talk about it with. But these are my main things and it's a work in progress. But if you are experiencing all of these things and you feel really overwhelmed, I promise you they will fade and you have to remind your brain of this. And like, I need to do this as well, because as I said at the start of the episode, sometimes when you're not feeling good, it feels like it's never going to fucking end, but I promise you it will. And you just have to be consistent with showing up for yourself. And like, there's no magic pill or no magic mantra or book that's going to fix this. It's just consistency, showing up for yourself and giving yourself grace that is what's going to heal this mainly and um, having patience. And yeah, so God, I feel like I just fucking spoke so much, but thank you guys for listening. Um, This was really fun and weird doing my solo app. but next week Ash will be back on. Lord knows what we'll be talking about. Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Bye.